On today's episode of the Gush 9 Podcast, we have highlights from Sac State and Pepperdine, interviews with Brendan Durfee and Jackson Flora, and we have the Weekend Roundup featuring Aaron Parker. That's all next. Today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at Kyle's Kitchen. The Gauchos are getting their field back. Caesar Wasaka Stadium will host baseball games next week, and there's no better way to enjoy a Gaucho baseball game with a Kyle's Kitchen burger in your hands. Go check out Kyle's Kitchen. A couple locations around town, two in Goleta, one in downtown Santa Barbara. Go to Kyle's. Come see the Gauchos. Perfect combination. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one strike pitching. Mitchell bounces to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. And Curley pulls back the home run. And the Gauchos are going to win the game. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Borgonio is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A two-run homer for Clausen. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. Willits will make the catch. And the Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. See if the Gauchos can take advantage as they catch a break here to start the fifth. Here's Trimble. Swings and drives it. Deep right center field. Christensen looking up. He's going to watch it fly. Two-run homer for Trimble, and the Gauchos are on the board. That's the trim smash we've been waiting for at the expiration of this half inning anyways. First pitch to Jessica is a liner base hit center field. Here comes Oakley around in third. Throw from White is cut off. RBI single, Jessica Brown gives the Gauchos the lead. An absolute rocket through the box. Plates Oakley from second base, back to back. Big swings by Santa Barbara. And they're in front, two to one. Made that nice play on the, the pick on the throw down to second last inning. And he swings and drives this to deep right center field. Moving over is Calvin. It's going to stay in the yard. And Reese makes a nice sliding catch at the base of the wall to the right of the 375 mark. Wow. Robbing Ruiz of extra bases. An outstanding play made by the JC transfer, Reese Calvin. A couple that, of web gems by the Gauchos yeah. in this game. That, ladies and gentlemen, is an athlete doing things only an athlete can do. But he might not want to give Trimble anything too good to hit. Trimble's probably sitting one pitch, one location right here. 3-1. Swung on, base hit center field. In to score is Darby. Here comes Big Bredauer. The throw from White is not in time. Trimble goes down to second as it came all the way to Cortez. A two-run single from Justin Trimble breaks it open. It's 4-1. And Big Trim is here, folks. So Darby, fourth hit of the series. Here is Durfee, who's 0-4 tonight, but he did drive in the first run of the game. First pitch from Garza is another little blooper. Right field coming in. Christensen slides, and he can't make the catch. It falls behind him. Oakley will score. Here comes Brown right behind him. Durfee's... Going to pull into second base with a bloop double and a couple ribbies. 
Stopping at third is Darby, and it's 6-1, to one, Gauchos. Payoff pitch again from Garza. Liner hit out to center field. Going back is White. Still going back. It's over his head. In to score is Darby. Here comes Durfee. Bredauer right behind him. A bases clearing double by Reese Calvin. Does indeed break it open. It's 9-1 to one, Gauchos. And that's a hell of a first hit in a Gaucho uniform for Reese Calvin as he puts it over White's head in center field to clear the bases. Flora. First base side of the rubber, out of the windup, the 1-2. Swung on and missed. Seven consecutive strikeouts by Jackson Flora to finish the ball game as he high-fives Brendan Durfee. And the Gauchos come away with a 9-1 win. Still 2-2. Two two. See if I haven't come through here. Here's the pitch. Swung on, driven to center field, hit well. White. Going back at the trap, leaping, and it's out of here. Three-run homer to dead center by Ivan Bredauer, and the Gauchos strike first in the first. And the salute to Erdman. Big smile on Bredauer's face as he rounds the bases. His first round tripper of the season. And it's three to nothing, Santa Barbara. But Ryan has figured it out. Here's a 2-2. Swung on and missed. Smith trying to chase one. Well located on the outside corner. Foul tips it into Durfee's glove. And how about that? Ryan Gallagher, a 1-2-3 first inning. A couple of soft ground balls and a strikeout of the dangerous J.P. Smith. And a good start for Santa Barbara here on a Sunday afternoon. It's 3 to nothing as we go to the second. Putty as he goes by. 2-1 count. And he swings and hits a deep shot to left field. Going back is odd. He's looking up. It's nearly on top of the parking structure. A long solo home run in the first career at bat for Nick Putnam. How about that? These are the game hats and AJ's. Lost it about half the time he's thrown pitches. Here's a changeup, swung on and missed. Tyler White down on strikes. A.J. Crodell comes in and throws a 1-2-3 ninth inning. And the Gauchos defeat Sacramento State 12 to nothing. A shutout, convincing win for the Gauchos. They come back and win the series two games to one. Behind the plate, it's fine. Next offering, this is hit high in the air to right field. Going back is Pemberton. He's at the wall looking up. He's going to watch it fly high off the wall of the parking structure. And Brendan Durfee homers for the second time this year. And it's 2 to nothing. UC Santa Barbara. Darby even with the bag at third. Playing off the line. Trimble shaded up the middle. Oakley. A little pull shift on that right side. Bradshaw goes. It's taken outside. Durfee's throw to second on the money to get Bradshaw sliding feet first. What a great throw by Brendan Durfee, who's got a homer. And now he's thrown a base runner out at second base, trying to steal, and that ends the third inning. Two balls and a strike. There goes Oakley. And it's swung on and driven high and deep to left field. Messino is going to watch this one fly. First career home run for Jessica Brown. And it's 9-4.
Spencer Erdman's been waiting a while to slap the hand of Jesse Brown as he rounds the bases for the first time in his council career. It was only a matter of time. Bremner out of the stretch, the 2-1. Driven to center field, hit well. Going back, Calvin goes into a dive, and he makes the catch. Another great catch by Reese Calvin out in center field. He was playing in right center, then hustling across out towards left center field, right at the edge of the national champion sign. Uh, all out horizontal dive, hauls it in for a web gem. Okay, welcome back. It's the Chumash Casino Resort pregame show. Game two, Sacramento State and UCSB. And I've got the Durf. Appreciate it, Kev. Thank the, you for having me back. The Durf is here. What's up, dude? Nada, nada. Just get ready, ready, getting ready to get on the road with game two. Um, we're excited to be back out here. Tough one for us last night, but it's got us excited to be back out here. Yeah, you're, you're hitting it with the with the comments. Not just a I'm good, not a one-word answer kind of guy. No, yeah, we're going to give you a good answer when we're on here. Like yeah. being on here, so taking advantage of it. Okay, good. I mean, you can talk. You know, if you're a catcher slash first baseman, you know, it requires a lot of communication, so you yeah. got to be able to talk, right? got to be talking all game, yeah. all game. So, let's see. We did have you on the podcast, so we did get to introduce you to some of the alumni and the listeners and the parents and all that stuff, but can you tell us a little bit more about you now that we're in a more serious setting? Shoot, I don't know what you want to know. Like, I mean, where are you from? Where'd you go to high school? I am from Pasadena. Well, more specifically, Monrovia, but I give the Pasadena answer to everyone that asks just because, you know, a lot of people tend to know where Pasadena is with the Rose Bowl and all that. Uh, high school, I went to St. Francis in La Cunada, so about 10 minutes from the Rose Bowl, actually. Um, graduated there in 2020. Uh, went to school with my brother. Uh, my dad was also my teacher there. and That's cool. Yeah, and high school and high school uh, baseball and football coach, and me and my brother were a battery in high school. So Really? Yeah, so it was okay. good stuff. That's yeah. sick. Yeah, did you awesome. Did you pitch at all in high school? Uh, my senior year before COVID happened, uh, my coach threw me on the mound and uh, I was throwing pretty hard. He was like, well, for the rest of your uh, senior year, be prepared to be a closer. And I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> and then COVID happened, so I didn't, get, I didn't get my chance. I didn't get my chance out there, but, uh, you know, it happens. So maybe one day when we're up big, hopefully, sneak out there, but got to get Aaron you, back. Have you ever brought it up to checks or DJ? No, definitely not. Definitely Why? not. Why not? I think they might laugh in my face at that one. What are you, you know, talking I, about? I'd just be up there and be a chucker. I wouldn't be as uh, pristine as these other guys. Our staff's legit. Uh, they can paint the corners. I think I'd just live big in the zone, try and throw it as hard as I can. Maybe that might work. So what? But yeah, that might work. So what? You're right. So, You're right. May have to bring this up to them, actually, after you we had, win the series. You, you had a nice series last week in your Gaucho debut out of Campbell. First career homer in game one. Is that your first career hit as a Gaucho? Was it a homer? Did you get hit no, it was that? not. Base hit before that. Base okay. hit before that, then the homer. Yeah. And then the homer. Yeah. So, you know that they played Tuesday against East Carolina, Campbell did? Yes, I and did Grant, Grant Nip closed the game. That was crazy. I saw that, and I couldn't even believe it. Why can't uh, that be you? You know, that's a fair point. I may have to pull that video up and show it to DJ, see what he thinks, get his feels on it, and uh, who knows? I might get a little lucky. Uh, I sure hope so. Yeah. Okay, so... We covered a little bit of your past. You so you went to Cal Lutheran out of high school. I did. Why Cal Lutheran? Um, I had a couple options out of high school, um, but I uh, played for the Chicago Cubs scout team, 
and our home field was actually Cal Lutheran. So spent a lot of time there. Um, obviously got to meet the coaches, spend a lot of time with them talking. And honestly, it just felt like the right vibe. I was looking for a good vibe somewhere, you know, where I was gonna get the opportunity to actually play. Um, and I felt like that was the right spot. Um, spent three great years there. Um, very grateful for what they did to me and uh, happy to be here now. Any, any D1 offers out of high school? Uh, no D1 offers out of high school. No, I had uh, two Division II schools and uh, then Calu. And obviously no athletic scholarship there. So just had to, had to work hey, hard in high okay. school. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, did you get straight A's in high school? Uh, not straight A's, but very close. Very close. Very close, yeah. So somewhere above a 3-0 and yes, below a 4-0? Above that, somewhere right, in, that right in there. Yeah, yeah right in there. In there. I think we're about three seven, three eight, somewhere in there. <laughs> what about? Uh, I'm trying to gauge here because we're early. I'm trying to gauge here if we're gonna do pre-brief or not. Because usually Chex talks to the guys, yeah, but he's still in the dugout. Yeah. So I think we, we could be good here for for a couple more minutes. Yeah, I think we're all right. I just saw a bunch of guys run down, so I got a little antsy. But they look like they're just kicking it right now, so I think we're all right still. So let's see. Catcher first base. Mm -hmm. Why did you want to be a catcher? Uh, I have loved being in the action every single pitch. Um, I actually grew up in Little League being a shortstop, but then I uh, hit my growth spurt. So did everybody and, uh, who plays college baseball. Yeah, yeah. Man, yep. Uh, but then I hit my growth spurt, uh, pretty big frame. Coach uh, in my freshman year of high school threw me behind the plate, fell in love with it, haven't really strayed from it since. Obviously, you know. Some days give the legs a little bit of a breather. I'll head over there to first. Um, love it there too. Feel like I'm in the action all the time. Um, but catching's been my passion, and I love doing it. I was talking to Erdy last night, and this the first thing I said because I was looking at the stats. I was reviewing the first four games, and you're leading the Gouches in average, like slugging, like you've been on base machine. You've got a homer. You're leading in RBIs, like all this stuff. But you're also leading in like getting dinged. Like you might have passed Latre at this point. But I, I just thought of one word. It was like, you're just a warrior. And it, does that have to do with, like, you want to be in every pitch? Like, you're not coming out of the game. You have to be there for every pitch. Because you've gotten, like, there's been some moments where you got, like, hit in the shoulder by a foul ball. You got hit in the wrist by a foul ball. But you didn't come out of the game. So is that just the mentality? Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like it's a mentality thing. Um, obviously, those bumps and bruises, you know, can have their pains. But, um, I mean, if I can battle through it and obviously – still play at high performance level um, and not affect the team by staying in. I want to stay in there, um, especially catching is part of the job. You're going to get dinged up. Um, if you ask any of our catchers, they know it's part of the job. So we all just accept it. And if we can battle through it, we're going to battle through it. Can you talk about the pitching staff? Uh, as of like just, their, just as a whole? Just just prop up the pitching staff right now because you see them every day. I mean, they're unreal. I mean, I love every single one of them. Um, you know, we've had our highs and lows already this season, but pitching staff is always there to hold us down. Um, they've done really well so far. Hopefully they keep that rolling for us. Uh, hopefully we put some put some uh, timely hitting together here in these next two games, win this series and the rest of the season, and then we're just going to keep rolling from there. Who do you think you have the most rapport with? <sighs> That's a good one. I think I'm, you know, just right off the top of the head, I'm going to go with Jackson Flora uh, just because roommate lives in the room. Obviously I got a couple other pitchers in there with me, but uh, tend to talk about the game a lot with Jackson and uh, I've really learned what he likes. I like how fast he works. I try and work just as fast as him, make sure we're on the same page um, and we've just become close. So I would say flow for sure. Okay, good pick. Yeah. How, do you, how do you feel at the plate this weekend? Good, feel good. Um, just trying to keep everyone uh, locked in, keep everyone feeling good. We all feel good. So just got to put those timely hits together and then uh, pull off these next two W's.
prediction for today? Just give me something. Gauchos win, for sure. Gauchos okay. win. Let's go. Something We're specific. Feeling... Something specific. Okay. Like, I want, like... Let me think. Let like, me think. like backside double for Durfee or I like Sander that. hits I two like homers. That. I like that. I got a sneaky suspicion Z's going to go yard today. Interesting. Z might go yard today. This this park was playing, playing a little bit big yesterday. Had some balls that we thought were going to sneak, but they didn't. Uh, I think Z's going to muscle one through all of it today. I think he's got a good chance for it. I like that. Okay. That's Brendan Durfee. Senior. Full fourth year. Fourth year, yeah. Fourth year catcher, first baseman. And uh, happy to have you in a Gaucho uniform. Keep doing your thing. Appreciate it, Kev. Our guest today, Jackson Flora. Hello. Good morning, Good morning Jackson. Good morning, Kevin. So, when you strike out seven guys in a row, that gets guys like me's attention. The media gets the media's attention. Yeah. Can you handle that kind of burn? Yeah. I mean, I, I, the attention from the media, I can handle that. Yeah. Just focus on myself and, and pitching and... All that stuff. Don't let, don't let all the outside noise, you know, kind of blur my vision or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's fine performance. I, I was, I was saying, you know, as we we talked to you on the podcast, and there's been stuff written about you, and there's been some rat poison, you know, splashed here and there. Yeah. For for you to to go eat or sniff or whatever, and you come out and have probably your your best performance so far as a gaucho. And I was saying, this is the arrival of Jackson Flora. Yeah. This is the arrival. Yeah. You're, was, you're witnessing it. It was exciting, yeah. Well, I, how'd you feel yesterday? I felt good. I was, I was itching to get out on the mound. I was, after last weekend and, and the Tuesday game getting canceled this week, I was just really excited to get out there and be able to pitch. And after a really good performance by Goody, I just wanted to go shut it down, get him his first win of the season. So that was good. Yeah, it was it was a it was an interesting game because it was it was really tight through the first six innings. Yeah. Gibbons for Sac State was great. Goody was great. They yeah. both worked around some trouble. They stranded base runners. It was a one-one game, kind of a pitcher's duel yeah. up until that seventh inning. And so got to score in the top of the seventh. Did you know you were coming in for the seventh no matter I, what? I did, yeah. Uh, DJ came down from the dugout when uh, when we went in to hit and said you've got the seventh so I knew I knew that I was going to go in and once we scored and that run still goes to Goody for him to get the win so I just wanted to shut it down after that does the approach change in your head whether you have a one run lead or if it's a tie game um, no the approach never really changes you always got to have the mindset that it's 0-0 zero, zero and just execute each pitch one at a time so we know that you like to work quickly and yes when you the, the seven strikeouts in a row, I think if you queued them up in actual time, it probably took less than five minutes Yeah, for all seven. But it, it looked like there was there was a time when I don't think the umpire was set. Like, yeah. the clock was running, like, yeah. everything was good, but he wasn't quite ready, and you were ready, and yeah, here it comes. And Yeah, he had, he had to stop me a couple of times. I came set a little bit early. I don't know. I just, I've always liked to work fast. So. Yeah. I, I, Makes I it hard it. on the hitter too. I love a good tempo. Yeah, especially when you when you get in that rhythm. Yeah. So how do you feel today? I feel good. Just normal soreness, but just stretch it out. Get ready. Hopefully, relieve on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, Pepperdine. Yep. So let's see. Yesterday, I had your roommate Durf. Yeah. As a pregame guest. Yeah. And I asked him, "Who do you have the most rapport with from the pitchers?" 
Yeah. He said you. Yeah. I like throwing to Durf. There's the 316 battery. Durf and I live together, so. 316? What's, that, what's That's our room number. Doesn't have any Bible significance? No. That's our that's our room number. You know that reference, right? The, the John, Bible? John 316? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. All right. I went to private school. <laughs> so, yeah. Durf and I have a good connection. Throwing to him's always been great, so. What was, like, were you guys just dialed in, like, he's putting the number down and you're, you're saying yes uh, to everything yesterday? Yeah, I didn't shake off any pitches. I was confident in all three of mine yesterday, so there was no need to shake anything off. And, I don't know, he puts the target there. He knows how to, you know, calm me down if I start working too fast. So, it was good, yeah. Okay. We get the return of Ryan Gallagher today. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. I haven't seen Gally pitch in a, in a real season game yet, so I'm excited to see him throw. In the industry, we call it regular season. Yeah, well, regular season. Regular season. That's okay. You'll get. Yeah, yeah. You'll get there. Uh, you'll get there. I'm getting the hang of it. Yeah, Galley. He, he pitched against Stanford in the in the Stanford Regional. He yeah. was a freshman All American. No, I've heard I've heard great things. So he's. What's he been like to to work with? Because you've been around him. He's been doing yeah. his rehab. You guys are, are working together, lifting together, throwing together. Yeah. Like, what's it been like around uh, him? Galley's been great to work with. He's a really hard worker. So it's been good to kind of feed off of that and. You know, he knows he's been here. It's his third year here, so he kind of, you know, coaches me up, lets me know what's going on and stuff like that. It's been great to work with him. What about Ager? Ager's the same way. I mean, he might be the hardest worker I've ever met. He's always focused on, you know, getting better and doing the right thing. So I room with him, too, so it's always good, you know. He's always doing, like, post and stuff in the hotel room. Just good. Good to be around. The pitcher brotherhood. Yeah. Pitcher brotherhood. Yeah. What, uh, can I have some predictions for today? Some predictions for today, a Gaucho's yeah. win. Uh, the offense is getting hot in the last couple innings yesterday, we really picked it up. I don't think we're gonna slow down at all and Gallagher's amped up for his, his season opener, so I think he's gonna shove it. Do you know what we call this game? The rubber so, match. The rubber match. One one maybe. Rubber match. So we'll take the right. series today. All right, Sac State won on Friday, Gaucho's bounced back and yep. won yesterday. And it's an important game early in the it season. Is. You got a chance to come from behind and win a series. Great teams win on Sunday. So, you have any questions for me? Um, do I have any questions for you? How is it up there with the doing the radio and watching the game? It's interesting here because I'm sitting right next to our dugout. Yeah. So I'm looking up the third baseline. Yeah. Normally, press box is like directly yeah, behind home plate. Up, up at up so behind home plate. That's the angle cool, the angle's a little different, but it gives you a little different perspective on the game. That's cool. Yeah. It's uh, the ball, like the pitches and the balls that get hit in play. If they're really smoked, and if the fastball has got a little extra velo, yeah. when you stand, when you're sitting on that third base side, yeah, and it looks a lot faster than when it's going away from you if it you're does. sitting directly yeah. on the home plate. Because I thought like Trimble and and Jesse's like their hits up the middle were rockets. Yeah, absolutely. Yesterday, lasers. Absolutely rockets. And you looked like you were throwing fuego last night. So. Yeah, felt good. So okay, well that's that's Jackson Flora, true freshman, right. and uh, a great performance last night, and looks a Looking forward to seeing more. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Ken. Yes, sir. All right, it's time for the weekend recap. And we're going to, we've, we've settled on a name. We're going to call this the, what did I just say? The roundup. The roundup. The Roundup. Thank you, Aaron Parker. He's our 
a special guest picking our moments and best players of the week. Welcome, AP. How's it going? Happy to be here, first and foremost. Um, any chance I get to be on the pod, I, I take it. So happy to be here. I'm ready to make the best lineup for the roundup. That's right, the roundup. This is going to be your second consecutive week on the pod because I threw your interview from Campbell on last week's podcast. So that's two weekends in a row. It's pretty good. Pretty good by you. Thank you. But Isaiah Cho, Devin Coster here. Gauchos go two and two. They won the series against Sacramento State over the weekend and then dropped the game yesterday to Pepperdine. That's the only mention of the Pepperdine result that we're going to say on this podcast. Let's see. The results from last week, your host got the win on the votes. That's my first dub of the year. Now, we did a point system last year as well. First place vote or a first place finish was three points. Yeah, Second was two, two third was one, and then last was zero. So Devin came in second, Isaiah came in last. So let's go until we get a, a fourth person consistently on this, unless AP is just going to do it every week, which would be chill. But depending on how he does, we're going to go with uh, two, two, one, and zero for the scores after, after week one. So how about that? Two, one, and zero. Sorry, Ouch. Goose egg. Okay. All right, let's welcome our, our guest, Aaron Parker. You are going to pick first, which means you get to pick the category, and then you get to pick your player slash moment if you go with moment of the week. So what's going to be AP? A lot of good moments this week. Not going to go moments first. I think that there are a lot that could, you know, sway in a lot of different directions in the polls. So I'm going to go with hitter of the week first. You know, I'm riding the Jesse Brown train. You know, first back-to-back starts for him, starting to feel comfortable, swinging the bat. You know, I don't want to say too much, but, he, you know, he's a forest fire right now. California's known for forest fires, and, and, I, and I like I like Jesse Brown leadoff for, for me in my pick for the hitter category. What kind of numbers did he have this week? He hit 636, uh, three games played, 11 at-bats, seven hits, and a homer. How five ribbies. Five ribbies. Yeah, 29.09. So on base, 643. Pretty strong numbers. So traditional traditional start, going hitter of the week. Okay, that's, that's good. Now, who gets to pick second? It's uh, Isaiah. I'm going to go with the Big West Player of the Week, Jay Trim, Justin Trimble, bad 429, 6 for 14, one double, two, two homers, six RBIs, which was a team high on the weekend, as well as Pepperdine, 929 slugging, as well as a 556 on base percentage. It's a strong pick. It's a strong pick going second there. Aaron, I, I don't know. Big West player of the week. Like Jesse had a big weekend, yes. And he had a big game against Pepperdine, but he didn't win Big West player of the week. So, yeah. That and, might you know, sway voters. That might sway voters. It's clutch factor. So, I respect the pick, but I'm, I'm sticking to my guns with, with, with number three, Jesse Brown, for sure. All right, Dev, you're next. 
Uh, I'm going with the guy who started the season off great in Campbell and has just kept it going, Xander Darby. Slash line 368, 400, 579. He added a home run to his uh, lead, team leading uh, home runs. And Xander just had a great four-game stretch continuing on his great season. Strong pick. That's who I was going to go with. If you didn't select him, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Oakley. Hit 357, five for 14, scored three runs, couple of doubles, four RBIs, four walks. That might be a career high in the span of four games for for Nick Oakley. He had more walks and strikeouts. That's huge, and he also added a stolen base. So Nick Oakley is my hitter of the week, which means I get to go pick first for pitcher of the week. And a lot of honorable mentions. You want to go honorable mentions for hitters? Interrupt me. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I want to give love to everyone. I want to Reese Calvin, Ivan Bradauer, both hitting above 300 on the weekend. Reese Calvin had, I would like to add that Reese Calvin had the second highest average EV of the weekend as well. Sitting around 100, second to Justin Trimble, who was a player, a Big West player of the week, but Reese Calvin hitting the balls hard and running faster than he hits them hard, so can't complain there. And Nick Putnam, who has a career OPS of 5,000 right now, so that's that's a pretty unmatched stat right there. AKA the lefty killer, you know, it's what we expect. That's, that's sustainable, I think. Definitely sustainable. I probably goofed. I probably should have picked Reese. Three doubles. He had that base clearing double, a couple hit by pitches, a couple walks. And he's been a he's been a superman in center field. So that's probably on me. That's bad. But I think my first pick in the pitcher category is going to make up for it because I'm taking Ryan Gallagher. Made his return to the mound after missing all of last season and was absolutely lights out against Sac State. Five innings, one hit, no runs, one walk, seven strikeouts, got the win. He had all of his pitches working and looked absolutely dynamite. So Ryan Gallagher is my pick. Devin, you're next. I mean, I feel like this, you guys might think this is a little controversial, but I'm going with the other guy who had a zero ERA. He might not have gotten a win or a save, but two appearances, five and two thirds, didn't walk a single batter, had seven strikeouts, and they only hit 118 against him. Bremner came in and put up a lot of goose eggs on the scoreboard, and so Bremner's my pitcher of the week. Why do you think that would be controversial? I don't know, just Gutierrez had, a, had the win, had a great start, quality start. First quality start of the season. Just, I don't know. Last week I had a pick that I didn't think was controversial, and both of you guys went, hmm, interesting. <laughs> so, didn't know how you guys were going to react. Well, Tyler Bremner is certainly a good pick. Oach? I'm going to go with Mikey Gutierrez with the 1 5 ERA, one appearance. Got us, you know, we lost on Friday, Saturday, roll in, feels like a must win. And I mean, Goody just being classic Goody, getting pop ups, five innings, one hit, one walk, seven Ks, 0. 0.059 opponent batting average. Like, you can't ask much from Goody. Hang on, so Oach. You just, you just read Gallagher. I you just read, read Gallagher's Gallagher. line. Whoa, yeah. that's weird. That is so weird. Anyways, <laughs> six innings pitched. Four hits, one earned run, two walks, four Ks, and a 182 batting average. All right, AP, good luck with this one. Uh, 
I don't need the I don't need the luck. I'm taking Cole Triba, the new stopper. Hudson Parrot Jr. for this year. ERA zero, two appearances, two Ks, innings pitch two point two, no batting average against him. So, you know, not that many innings, not that many pitches thrown, but when he throws them, he throws them through the glove and they don't find very many barrels. So, you know, it's not controversial. I don't have as much easy pickings as you, Kev, but Cole Trabin, I'm confident with it. Thank you. Okay, let's swing to moment of the week. There's there's a handful of moments here. This could be a good uh good part of this. So AP, you get you pick first. You know, handful of good moments this week. And I, I could list out pretty much all of them that are gonna be picked today, but I'm going with Trimble winning Big West Player of the Week. Uh fortunate enough to be in the same clubhouse with Trimble for the past three years and I know how hard he works for it. So that moment having Actually, what we talked about was two back-to-back starts for the first time in his Gaucho career um, in consecutive days and watching him just ride with being a little bit maybe to become a staple in our lineup, uh, I think definitely as he's been showing. So huge for Trimble, and I'm super excited for him, and that's my favorite moment of the week. Love it. Two RBIs in each game against Sac State, a couple of dingers, and just mashing baseballs. Well-deserved. Oach. I have to go Putty's first college career, AB, first college career homer off the parking structure. I mean, it doesn't get better than on a 2-1 pitch, just absolutely annihilates it, puts an exclamation point on the weekend of Sac State. Everyone in the dugout's hyped. Everyone in the crowd is hyped. I was hyped. I don't know about Dev. I, I don't remember. I was just like, shocked of how far I went so yeah Nick Putnam first college career homer first college career AB doesn't get much better than that Dev um since I work with the pitchers a lot I like to pride myself in their success even though I'm not the one out there pitching so I don't have that much control but my moment of the week is the pitching staff one hit shutout on Sunday I think a shutout in an end of it in its own is very impressive. Sorry. Got work work it that. out. Work it out. It's okay. Work it out. But a one-hit shutout is even more impressive, and only two walks, too. So the pitching staff one-hit shutout is my moment of the week. Man, okay. I, th- I thought one of these would be taken. I like the route that you went, Dev. I didn't expect that. Because I think both of these things need to be said, but I need to consider what's going on in the graphic. We have honorable mentions, though, if you want to include I know, those. I know, I know. Since, you know, I don't, I don't really worry about wins and losses in this because I'm the host and I'm supposed to, you know, really show the clear picture of this program. So instead of doubling up on Gallagher... I'm going to go with Jesse Brown hitting his first career homer yesterday against Pepperdine as my moment of the week because Jesse's been waiting his turn. He's been doing everything right. And he's, you know, he hit 636 over the weekend. We we discussed that earlier with uh, AP's hitter of the week pick. So Jesse's first career homer, I think it was, it was coming 
and it was only a matter of time until it came and he hit an absolute blast yesterday against Pepperdine. So I'm pretty pumped for Jesse and uh, that's my moment of the week. So the honorable mention is Gallagher returning to the mound after uh, Tommy John and being outstanding. So yeah. instead of doubling up, instead of doubling up on Galley, I'm going with Jesse Brown. So yeah. other honorable mentions? Uh, well, I'd just like to add at Galley's homecoming. Galley's dad pitched at uh, Sac State for three years before he got drafted. So no nice way. Go yeah, go back to the old stomping grounds and shove. It's definitely another little feat to to to, to his weekend. But uh, Reese Calvin in the outfield, nothing short of a spectacle. I mean, two diving catches, one at Pepperdine, one in uh, Sac State, and you know. Um, no fly zone, I guess, is all we could say. You know, he's out there running around, racing around, making diving grabs. You can't complain too much about that either. It feels good to have a, a legit center fielder out there that can go get some. It feels great. And he's going to do more of that. So, good. I I wish I knew that tidbit about Sac State and Galley's dad on uh, when he pitched on Sunday. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Really yeah. cool. Good job, AP. Nice work. That's that's great in the research department. <laughs> okay, so I get to pick first here for hardest hit. And I think second week in a row, I'm just since I'm picking first in this, I'm just gonna take the hardest hit ball, which was a Justin Trimble single in the second inning on Friday, 112.1284 off the bat. Just plain and simple. It's, it was the hardest hit ball. So, oh, or, uh, Devin, sorry. Yeah, I think I know it's not the second hardest hit, but I'll do one that resulted that was a good result for us and the, uh, the hardest hit home run by Trimble on Sunday at Sac State at 110.89 miles per hour off the bat, traveled 399.6 feet. So, that's my hardest hit pick. You want to round up on that one? 400 I'm a, I'm a numbers guy I mean I, not true 400 maybe next week Oach I mean it's not a hit but it was put in play and I you know I, I think we're gonna get the same going and Durf we trust how about Brandon Brandon Durfee 111 off the bat it was a ground ball out but I mean to hit a ball that hard I know the expected batting average was probably in the high 600s to 700s. So for that to be an out, it's unfortunate. That's the game of baseball, but 111 is pretty hard. All right, AP, who you got? I mean, we could have picked this guy four times in a row because he had the highest at, at average exit below of the weekend. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was 103. Of what? Justin <laughs> Trimble's average exit below this weekend. Uh, yes, 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 yes. 103, that's uh, the expected av batting average on that for the numbers people. That's pretty, that's gonna be pretty high batting average. So, I'm gonna take Justin Trimble's home run, which isn't the hardest home run he hit of the weekend, but it is 1097 roundup 110. That's balls punished. Okay, so, so, distance distance went 388, but that's because he hit it about 20 feet off the ground and it was just a deadline drive to right field, no doubter, into the Trimble trot from helmet taps at the end of it. 
That's great work, AP. Great work. So you picked, so that was Trimble's homer on Friday, and the other one was the Trimble homer on Sunday. Yeah. Just to clarify things. Okay, moving on to best pitch, and AP gets to lead off with that one. Good luck Good luck trying to figure this one out, how to tell it <laughs> properly. Yeah, because, like, the highest, the, some of the highest swinging strikes, the lowest pitch nut count. Bread and butter for the Gauchos. Tyler Bremner fastball. Um, 94-3 on our little data sheet to my right here. I know that he throws harder than that, but it is one of the most devastating fastballs that you're going to see in college baseball. Um, I love it. I love catching it. I love seeing it. It comes from a nonchalant, fun body type, and it makes me happy every time he throws it. Somebody else wants to help me out here with the numbers. That's my click for uh, best pitch of the week. Hey, Pete, just goes straight to the velo. I like it. Yeah. Dev, Dev you, want, you want to help him out? <laughs> I kind of zoned out because I'm struggling with what I'm going to pick, but he threw it 37 times at a 70% strike rate. Got a whiff on it about 11.54% time. And then it's called strike or whiff 38% of the time. And opponents hit 143 off of it. And I'd just like to add that this pitch is probably going to be the most thrown pitch out of any of the pitches the rest of the team uh, picks today. So 37 times, it's a lot of times. It is a, um, what are they, what do they say? It's a big sample size. Yeah. Big sample yeah. size. Uh, Oach. Well, we're going from big sample size to small sample size. We're going with the AJ Crodell changeup through it three times, but Two of those times were a strike, making it 66%. Strike, swinging strike was 66%. Called strike with 66%. Batting average against zero. I mean, small sample size, sure. Great pitch. Heck yeah. And for his first time being on the mound, you got to love it when a freshman gets on the mound. Does what he did. Uh, three, three batters up, three batters down. So great job, AJ. Hope to see more of that in the future. So Devin is the one that puts together these sheets. Yes. You just you just put that put that up there for Oach. Just that nice little apple for him to pick. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just putting the when I do the pitcher summary and I, I sort it by highest swinging strike percentage and it was the number one one. Number I wanted one. to put it there. I wanted to make sure you guys had no reason to complain. About me not putting technically the best pitch. <laughs> hey, look, he, he threw it well three times. So, what can you say? All right, Dev. Uh, just to stick it to Aaron's comment about doing the highest uh, pitch count pitch, I'm going with Ager Slider that has the exact same <laughs> amount of pitches thrown at 37. Was thrown for a strike 65% of the time. Got a whiff on it 33% of the time. And got a called strike or whiff forty percent of the time, and opponents only hit two fifty off of it. Okay. Now I get I get the chance now to to double up on the on the Gallagher pick. Now, do I want to go? I'm going to go medium sample size, kind of small sample size, I guess. But in the middle, a bigger a bigger, a bigger sample than 
then Oach's three. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Gallagher curveball. Gallagher curveball threw it 13 times, 11 for strikes. That's good for 84.62 percent. College strike whiff was the second highest on this list, 61.54, and opponents hit zero against it. So that's the the Gallagher curveball. Got my chance to double up on the pitcher of the week pick. All right, I thought that was a pretty good draft. AP, you did exceptionally well. Thank you. I expect to receive big results from the polls. Okay. History. Looking History. for votes. Looking for votes. Last year when we, we, we did this, me and Devin and Oach for the first couple of weeks, and then we brought G in, and he crushed us the first couple of weeks because he was just getting all the votes. Because he had mm-hmm. he has a slightly bigger following than we do on on Twitter sphere or the X sphere, whatever you want to call it. So could be a could be feast a feast for uh, for AP. Could you guys explain? You guys came down one morning and we're talking about, or at least Oach was about Reese and his expected batting average on balls in play. Something like that, or he's like it was one. It was before he got his first hit of the year. He was like oh for, oh for twelve or thirteen or whatever. Uh-huh. I think I think it was Isaiah that said something. He was you were like baffled because you looked at Reese's stuff and was like, this guy should have ten hits already. Yeah. Well, what we looked at, and I was actually I wasn't part of the discussion in the breakfast room, but I was told today during our hitting group was that Reese had zero chase and every for one day for one day for one day it was was like the whole thing he didn't whiff at a pitch in zone and his average exit velo was 101 and to to top that including Campbell too his average and the Friday sack his average exit velo was 99.3 I mean he was he was barreling balls just in the wrong spots. And so you you get you put the same average exit velo and launch angle and it's probably a hit four out of five times, if not like nine out of ten times. So just probably the unluckiest hitter for that first weekend and Friday game. And so So, so it reminds me it reminds me a little bit of of Brock Mortensen's first year. When he he like didn't have a hit for the first couple weeks, but the analytics crew was like, "Look at these numbers. He's just getting unlucky. He's smashing the ball everywhere, but not getting rewarded for it yet." And then he went on to tie the career record for homers. So there's hope for Reese Calvin. And he he you know broke out this week, got his three doubles, et cetera, et cetera. Like he's gonna have a great year. So I just wanted I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was pretty interesting. And yeah, it was crazy. It's just it's one of those things where you can't you can't always rely on the stat sheet. You look at a guy like Reese, he's hitting in the five six spot and doesn't have any hits in the sixth game of the year. And it's like, what's going on? Well, he's been hitting the ball everywhere and not being rewarded for it. So that's baseball. All right, AP, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I would. I'd do this again. I enjoy I enjoy looking at the numbers and uh chatting with the boys good stuff thanks dev thanks ouch thanks Kev. Thank you, Kev.
All right, thank you to Brendan Durfee, Jackson Flora, Aaron Parker, Devin Cost, and Isaiah Ochoa. And thank you to our sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen. Gauchos go 2-2 two and two against Sac State and Pepperdine. And a big series coming up this weekend in Eugene, Oregon. Three games against the Ducks, 4 o'clock on Friday, 2 o'clock on Saturday, 12 o'clock on Sunday. We are expecting cold and wet weather up there. I don't anticipate there being any changes to the schedule, but if that does happen, we will notify you via social media and on the website. You can watch all those games. Oregon is going to stream online, and you can also listen to the games on UCSBGouches.com. I'll be up there with the play-by-play. And then next week, Gauchos will return home. Tuesday against Villanova, still to be determined, but I can almost guarantee that we will be playing UConn at Caesar Wasaka Stadium on Friday. So, again, same deal with the changes and updates we hope to be playing on Tuesday. It's been an exciting week since returning from Sacramento. The sod is going in. It's nearing completion. It's very, very exciting. The crews have been working very, very hard. We've got multiple groups in helping to get this thing finished. AFE, AFS, West Coast Turf, Verde Design, everybody involved. It's it's just been a all-hands-on-deck effort. And today was really the most exciting day because I'm doing this on Wednesday. And the sod is about three-quarters of the way complete. we got the warning track finished. we got everything behind home plate finished. The dugouts are nearing completion. We started putting the pads back on the fence. It's uh, it's almost time. It's almost time. We're so close. So very exciting. If uh, we don't see you in Eugene, we will see you next week at Caesar Wasaga Stadium. So hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, tune in this weekend. And as always, go Gauchos. See you.